I'm Josh Arnold. And I'm Casey Cordero. And this is Throttle On, the podcast about all things ATV, UTV, and off-road. Today on the show, we're going to talk a little bit about the holiday season. We're so involved with buying our friends and family different gifts, and we love doing that. We also love envisioning what we would want under our own tree. So we're going to talk about a little bit about the holiday season gift wrapping extravaganza that we have. We're also going to talk about a couple trips that we'd like to take, and the latest news that's happened in the UTV industry, and a couple more things. So Josh, you think we ought to get started? I think we do. Definitely need to get started. And just to preface this, I would say it's only fair that Casey and I get to tell people what we would like to have under our tree. And in, in this case, I could tell you looking at our list, it would be more like what we could squeeze into the garage or squeeze <laughs> into the barn. Exactly. That's how we do it, man. We want, uh, I mean, granted, we already, we love having a full garage and that kind of stuff. But at the same time, there's always different things that room for we more. can add to it. There's yes. always room for more. Yes, exactly. The first thing, I mean, literally going right along with your garage thing, I'm going to kick this off with a cool product that I actually just found of all places on Instagram a couple weeks ago. And it's called this race case design toolbox. And it's, it's basically a toolbox that comes ready to go in a Pelican case. And I've never seen anything like it. I mean, I've envisioned creating something like this, but it is absolutely magnificent is the only word I can think about for it because wow. you can, that's I, right? high praise. I'm telling you what, you can mount it anywhere because it's a Pelican case. So you can have it in the back of your UTV. You could have it in the back of a bed of a truck. I mean, you can move, obviously it's portable, which is awesome. And you could even race with it because it's tough as nails. I mean, you could drop this thing at hundred miles an hour and it's probably not going to break. So, I mean, that in and of itself proves to me that, I mean, I want it. Let's put it that way. And it fits under the tree. How cool is that? <laughs> that is very cool. <laughs> so, what? I mean, I mean, yeah, like I said, I, I love it. It's, uh, it's actually on Instagram as at my race case. And the only reason I found it was because Robbie Gordon, of all people, posted about it. And I think some roundabout way he has something to do with it as i mean i'm just joking about him but literally he has his hands and everything it seems like in this industry so yeah why not you know build a pelican case it's a toolbox i love it <laughs> cool so what about you I like, man you're next I like on it. yours okay I, i'm gonna start with the big things and work to smaller things okay and let me tell you guys the stuff that i would like under my tree or in my living room it's big stuff so here's the thing. I have yet to ever drive a Maverick X3. And I want to drive a Maverick X3 real bad. Let's put it this way. He wants to push that skinny pedal hard. Let's go. That's right. I want to see what this thing is all about. And I don't want like the the lower end, less horsepower versions. I want the max 172 horsepower, hair straight back as you're going through the desert at ridiculous <laughs> speeds, hitting these great whoops with all this travel. That's what I want, and I've never experienced that in an X3, and and so I want an X3. That's what I want. There you go. You better strap your boots on, buddy, and strap that that's helmet what, tight. That's what everybody's hearing, and and you guys need to know that Casey just got an X3, so <laughs> I'm only slightly envious ah, and irritated. Right. <laughs> uh, it hasn't been but, through uh, any whoops yet, I promise. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't even want to hear it. No. How about you, like as far as like super sport, what would you have if you could have anything under the tree? Oh man, I have had the privilege to build some pretty cool cars in the past, whether they're XP Turbo Razors or an X3. Um, at this point, 
If I was going to go in the desert, um, I would have to agree with you that the X3 is probably the way to go. But at the same time, I'm really excited to see what the Wildcat XX does. So I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that looks like a, a really fantastic machine. Yeah. The little bit of video I've seen on it is pretty naughty, actually. I agree with that naughty statement. I think 2018 is going to be fun to see uh, what that one would be uh, yeah. able to do in the desert and stuff. So, well, uh, yeah, we're going to look we'll, forward to we'll, it. We'll get to talk about that later. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Save it for another one. So if you were to go from an X3, would you uh, be interested in buying or having a utility-based UTV under your tree too? If you could fit one under a big enough tree. Right. It, it would have to be a very big tree, but I, I can make it work. Okay. I will, I will make it work. For me, as far as like in the utility segment right now, I would get a Defender. I drove one. I've, ha- I've driven one. And then I was going to mention this later on in the episode, but I just picked up a, a Lone Star Edition Defender demo. And it is plush. Like, I was blown away when I climbed in the thing. And it, with 13 inches of ground clearance, it sits so high. And it's a six-seater. You know, it's a, it's a max version. But I just remember thinking, this is so high-end car-like. Mm-hmm. When I climbed up in it, it's so it doesn't have a utilitarian feel when you climb into the cab. And it's pretty big, which is pretty freaking awesome. So, <laughs> did you put your Wranglers um, and your boots on? No, I did not. Go? I did not. I did oh, not go crazy nuts. Man, people, what is he doing? You got. But I, I was thinking to myself, like this is this makes me think I want I would want a Defender as my primarily utilitarian type side by side. Yeah. How about you? I, you know what? I have to agree. The Defender is nice. I also, I don't know that new. Uh, the Polaris Ranger XP one thousand. I love the I way it looks. I know it's got it this looks truck good. body. Yeah, I just and it's a love and hate deal. I've heard some people say that they absolutely hate that look. Yeah, uh, for me, I think it's cool. It's kinda, I, I like it. Right, it's kind of rem- reminiscent of when the Yamaha the YXZ one thousand R came out, and people were not really so hot on the look. But at the same time, it's grown on a lot of people. I think the Ranger is kind of in the same boat where it's. You know, different, so people weren't so sure. They liked the old, ed- or the older, edgy styling that the uh, the past Rangers have. So, I don't know. At the end of the day, I like it because of its utilitarian style, its its rugged capability, and also the storage in it is uh, is phenomenal. So, it's is, not to take away it- from you know a Stampede or uh, a Viking or anything like that. But I do think the Ranger, man, they've they've been at it for a long time. They've dialed those things in. So. Yeah. Another one, actually, ah, man. I you think can't, about it you again. You can't have multiple under the tree of the same segment of side by side. Darn it. There See, are rules. I was going to go. But you can mention it. You yeah. can mention it. Nah, I was, I'm thinking, I just saw a diesel Mule Pro FXT, uh, so, uh-huh. sorry, a Mule Pro uh, diesel edition running around. And, you know, I've got another thing under my tree that I really want, and it happens to be a Ram truck. And so if I got the Cummins diesel and then I got a diesel mule, I don't know. That could be a pretty good combo right there. It could be. It could be nice. You know, I I get why ranchers and farmers and such, when they have diesel equipment, would want a diesel side by side. Yeah, that does make sense. Yeah. And it and the torque on those diesel side by sides is pretty fantastic. Right. And if I have a diesel... 
They're not all that fast, <laughs> but that's okay. You know, they can they can tow and they can pull stumps up and they can do some things that a gasoline engine certainly struggles with. Right. Well, that's why we have the X3, right? Right. That's absolutely right. There you go. You got your fast car and you got your slow car. So, but that would make the ETV, a great that would make a great video is a good race between a Cowie Mule diesel and an X3. <laughs> I'm thinking we could launch that thing off off a, a jump. I don't think the landing would be any good, but I think we could get it done. Yeah, we could. I mean, hey, you know, you might be doing, uh, or let's put it this way. I'll jump in the X3 and maybe I can do donuts oh. around the diesel. Yeah, I'm just kidding. That's terrible. That's terrible. Why do I have to? Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, we can make a cool cornfield or a cool maze out of a cornfield out of that one. Uh-huh. Yeah. As you pick my pieces up off the ground from trying to launch a, a mule off a jump. Hey, you know what? Those things are tougher than nails. They might not fall apart. You might have uh-huh. to be jumping at 20 feet in the air to be able to do that. You know? <laughs> Certainly there's somebody out there that has done this. Not that I condone that at all. Right. <laughs> Take me to Challenge uh, accepted. Right. <laughs> There's uh, so we've we've wanted these UTVs, but still we want some smaller stuff too. So tell me one thing that you want that actually will fit under a regular size Christmas tree. No, 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 no. I have not even got to like the 60 inch trail side by side yet. Oh man. Okay. Go ahead. Like go ahead. Okay. I I don't know why I've been wanting this as of late, but I would like to have just a Razor S 1000 with the okay. dual A arm setup. 60 inches. I, I still think that for trail riding, not fire roads, not desert, obviously, but trail riding, mm-hmm. I think 60 inches is about ideal uh, width. And I would like to have, instead of that 900, mainly because a friend of mine has a 900, and let's face it, if we were to happen to have to get on a straight and open it up, I want that extra 25 horsepower to beat him. Mm-hmm. I, I think I would... I would squeeze a Razor S 1000 under the tree as well. Okay, nice. You can fit that in the back of your truck too, I think, right? I think, oh, uh, ooh. It'd be close. Probably not. It'd be close. Uh, yeah, it would be close. Well, maybe that's another know. thing you need on your list. Challenge accepted. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You need a rack yeah. for the back of your truck. Then you can fit anything you want on there. That's right. That's right. And if you're in California, um, you can still go 70, or sorry, out, anywhere outside of California, you can still go 70 miles an hour on the road. Uh-huh. Right? I've heard about this. See, in Texas, that's not an issue. Yeah. You can tow a trailer and still go 70. Yeah. Okay. How about you? When it comes to the 60 inch class, what would you, what would you get? Cause there are tons of choices in the right. And it doesn't have to be exactly 60 inches, but mm. in that class, man, that is so tough. I have a hard time. I know we just went through the Wolverine X4 in the last podcast episode. I love that machine. I also really like the Terex. I think I like the X4 better than I like the Terex. So I'd probably have to go with the X4. That's probably what yeah. I would buy. Just because it's 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 got a neat couple really nice features that make it stand above the rest. And that short wheelbase, I can tow it on any open trailer. And, you know, it almost fits under a big Christmas tree. So that's probably why I'd go with it. <laughs> I I had not thought of that. Yeah, it is made for the tight trails, so you could somehow wheel it into your living room. Right. Exactly. Hey, we're funny guys. Yeah. But um, I'm I got I'm a sliding glass door. I can make this happen. <laughs> Momentum, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> Momentum. 
I would I would agree. And I was I put in here an X four when it comes to like a four seat type side by side, that would be my choice. Yeah. I agree. Spe- you know, specifically not for dunes, but for the kind of adventure riding and trail riding, I don't think you can really beat an X four. Yeah. I think there are some out there that are close. But so far, I think the X4 comes out on top in that class. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna. So I'd I'd stuff that under my tree also. Right. I'm gonna th- throw a wild one out here too because I know you and I both love the ATV world still too. Um, yeah, let's talk ATVs. Yeah. So I personally, so I I I have a YFC 450 from uh, Yamaha, and I think right now I'm pretty sure that's the only 450 quad sold, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, the, the Honda might still have some leftover TRXs that they're still um, selling as well. But anyways, if I were to upgrade and get myself an ATV again, I don't know. I think I'd have to stick with the sports segment and go with the YFC 450R. Man, those things are just bad to the bone. That's all I got to say. Horsepower, suspension, everything that you would want in a UTV, but it's on an ATV. I, I can't speak to the sports side, so I'm just going to play ignorant. I would think that you'd want a 700 Um just because it's more power and because I'm talking to one of Yamaha's main testing engineer guys. He was telling me, he was describing the experience to me since I don't ride sand dunes hardly Mm. ever. Uh, But I've done it in a side-by-side, just never on an ATV. And he was saying there's something about being out there in the dunes with nobody around and no track to follow and being on an ATV. That is his bliss. Oh yeah. I That's second that opinion. Absolutely. I mean, th- there's no tracks. Some people like to be able to follow tracks. It just depends on how much you've ridden in the I dunes. Would, I would need to follow tracks in the dunes, for the record. Yeah, and it does. So in a place in a place that's really flowy and stuff, uh, you know, it got flowy dunes, however you want to say that. Uh, what does that it, mean for those, for those people who don't know what that means? Okay, so the short story of all of this is that some dune fields are shaped in a way where they actually, the bowls, the way that the dunes are, are made... By the wind, they they flow from dune to dune to dune. So you're not just going straight up and over a crest, uh, a, you know, a peak in the dune or anything. So like Glamis is the best example that most people know about. Glamis is is just an absolute, you know, 40 mile long sandbox of flowy dunes. It's it's absolutely amazing. So when you go there, you're going whether you're in the small dunes or the big dunes, you're just rolling from one to the next, and it's just an endless. We just call it an endless roller coaster because truly that's what it is. So when we when we're out there, you know, on a quad, especially these days, you're not when you get out of all the big buggy ruts and the side by side ruts and everything, and you get out to pristine, smooth dunes. There, there's just no tracks. There's no bumps. There's just you've got a smooth set of sand tires. You got all the horsepower in the world, and you just don't think about anything else besides just going from dune to dune to dune. And it, as he said, it is absolute bliss. I I can't think of anything else really. At this point, I don't know if I like much else more than that. You know, I don't know. It's really cool. So we got to get you out to experience it. I will never forget the first time that I had the opportunity to to ride dunes. Now, this was in a YXE. Mm -hmm. And I was pretty apprehensive because just never having done it on real dunes. And this was glamorous. Casey's description is excellent (laughs) of what it looks like. And we weren't in even the real tall, tall dunes. We were in some little, little and medium-sized dunes. Right. And and the experience of being up there, and when you come up the side of one, 
and you turn back down and you're like, first of all, you look at it and go, how am I going to get a side by side to go up that? But it, it'll do it. And it actually, it kind of does it with a lot less drama than you would expect. And then you turn back down it and there's a feeling of flying as you come back down. It's really unique. I've never experienced that in in doing anything else I've ever done outdoors. I've never experienced that feeling. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm hoping someday when I get my pilot's license, I get to experience that in a positive way for the record. Um, <laughs> but that's it. the way I describe it to people who've never ridden dunes. It's like you turn, you turn back down the dune and there's a feeling of weightlessness and just floating that goes on. And it, it's something you'll never forget the first time you do it. Right. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. And how far side-by-sides have come. ATVs have come. Like we, we grew up, I grew up riding a, a Suzuki LT80 of all things. And man, I could get that thing almost anywhere. And it's really fun when, yes, having all the power in the world, it's, it's absolutely amazing because you can go anywhere you want in the dunes. I had a guy come back uh, that had driven an XP turbo uh, razor a couple weeks ago and he said, man, this is, this is like, it's crazy. They just go anywhere you want. And I said, well, yeah, that's not a bad thing. You know, I mean, it, it's fun because it's got plenty of power, but there's also something to be said um, for growing and actually taking it back and going to more of something with less power. I think it's even sometimes more fun of an experience because it really teaches you how to navigate the terrain. And really it, it does transfer over to to hills and stuff and it's funny a couple weeks ago too i was talking to somebody and they were saying that they didn't like dunes and they were explaining to me why a little bit and stuff and i i I understand where they were coming from too but man it's just like we were talking about i mean the the pure the freedom that it allows you know to just go wherever you want is uh, something that you can't really experience on a trail or anything different so i love trails love the different styles but man dunes are something else so we got on that subject holy crap how do you do that we sure did. And I would tell all of you out there, there's a technique to riding or driving dunes. If you've never done it, you need to go do it. It's one of those change your life moments. Yeah. Really. From a guy who's who's a trail fanatic. Right. And especially if you can go with someone who knows what they're doing and you don't have to have the biggest and the baddest side by side to do it. No, you can't necessarily go up some of these famously named hills in an, in a Razor S900, but you can absolutely take on dunes in a Razor S900. Right. Like you just can. And it's, it's a ton of fun. You will not believe what those things will climb, um, inclines that you just shake your head and you're like, yeah, it's not going to happen. And it goes right up it. Right. It's, It's amazing. It's amazing. This makes me happy. Okay. For Christmas, I'm adding something to my trips. There you go. My my trip section. We'll get to that in a minute, but now I want to go back to Glamis. Anyway, I'm all over the place when it comes to utility ATVs. Part of me really wants like the 1000, like a Polaris XP 1000 mm-hmm. Sportsman, just because you've got all that power. Bottom line, you don't need all that power. You just don't. I keep telling myself, I, if I were to buy a Sportsman utility, I would probably get an 850. Get a lot of bang for your buck. You still have tons of power. If you want to go fast, it'll go fast. That said... I keep coming back to a Grizzly. I really do. I keep thinking if I had to buy one ATV, just one, and it was going to be my everything ATV, I think I'd just get a Grizzly 700. Interesting. Okay. I like it. It'll last forever. The ride is excellent. It's got some sport. You can, it's got some sport feel to it, but yet it'll do the hunting and it'll, 
it's very utilitarian if you need it to be. Frankly, a 700 will climb anything, a 1000 will, it really will. In fact, a 500 class will climb anything that you could ever do on an ATV anyway, from a utility standpoint. Right. If you can't put it in low range and climb it in four with the diff lock, then in a 500, you can't do it in a 1000. Right. You're, you know, so I, I just keep coming back to a Grizzly 700. Yeah, and, and funny enough is actually I had a couple of friends, that this was a long time ago, that had uh, original Grizzlies. And their challenge was, is they had these cars, but they love the sand dunes as well. Just because we were talking about sand, it reminded me. Well, when you take a Grizzly out to the sand, the best thing you can do, and I challenge everybody to do this because it's really fun, is you throw it in four-wheel drive, throw it in reverse, and back up the gnarliest sand hill you can find. Now, it can't <laughs> be like super steep, but it can be pretty darn steep. And you can just literally go right back up it, and it does it no problem if your tires are aired down and stuff. So anyways, it's another uh, we'll one have of those to do a, challenge accepted moments, you know? Yeah. Episode coming soon, all about dune riding and what you need to know. Right. Boom. <laughs> done. Hairball, hairball ideas like that will come at yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. We should do a whole just challenge accepted segment on the show in every episode. Hey. Yeah. Done. Write that down. That's challenge, a good idea. Yeah, challenge accepted <laughs> on what you can fit under your Christmas tree. Here you go. Yeah. Okay, all the way back. Okay, we're back to the tree. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we've done ATVs. We've done side-by-sides. Well, what's next? What do you think? Well, I already mentioned the Ram that I would really like. Now, this is something that, I mean, I don't know. I reviewed a Ram a couple months ago and really enjoyed it. Yes, it was way too expensive over my price range, but... I still, I love the towing power. I don't need all the get gadgets and gizmos and all that stuff that's in it. I'm with you. Yeah, I just, I want the Cummins and I want a Mega Cab. That's my only, only two things. I don't even care if things used. Like, it'd be great. People take great care of their trucks. I would totally have one. And I think you could fit a few Christmas trees in the back. I'm thinking like 10 or so. Yeah, if you bring your tree to the party, then it's already under the tree. Right. And the, the only problem with it is, is it can only fit like a six foot Christmas tree, you know, in the yeah. bed. So, with the mega cab. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the only problem. I mean, they do make bed extensions for those things, the custom aftermarket ones, but, and I just can't see myself. Uh, it's strange. Driving a mega cab and then having an eight or nine foot bed on the back. I mean, the thing would just be, it'd be ginormous. It'd be an 18 or a, the tractor trailer oh, in man. length. Yeah. You know, at the... The actual, not the trailer part, but the tractor part, it'd be the same wheelbase as something like that. Yeah. Take that thing to Southern California, park it in, I don't know, a mall in, let's just say South Coast Plaza is one of the biggest ones in Orange County, right? Or somewhere in LA. Drive it through LA. Holy If you say crap. so. <laughs> yeah. Put a set of offset wheels on that thing and you'd be wider than the lanes and then you would be sticking out five feet, 10 feet, whatever, out the front of a parking spot, you know? Yeah. The only people See, who would who wouldn't look at you sideways is a Home Depot parking lot, you know. <laughs> you know, it's funny because in Texas, and I'm not making this up, that once you get outside the city, even in the city in some cases, but certainly outside into the suburbs and then rural, that you go to the grocery store and the and the parking spaces are long enough and wide enough for four door long bed trucks. Mm-hmm. That's what everybody drives. I love it. And that you know, and it's not for looks; it's for actual work. Nice. That's a whole nother discussion right there. But anyway. Well, you can pass that on to Arizona. We don't have uh, we don't have long enough parking spots, but everybody's got a gun scabbard and an American flag out there. That's, right. you know. That's right. That's <laughs> right. Hey, Arizona to me is it is a gift amongst itself. 
because you can actually get a license plate for your side by side. Right. And you could do it for an ATV too, right? Oh yeah. Either one. Absolutely. So, so where Casey lives and this is so, so cool. You can drive your ATV, your side by side around town. I think there's a limit to the fastest road you can put it on. Yes. Right. Yep. But you can just drive it around town. You can go to the Lowe's, you can go to the grocery store, you can go through Jack in the Box, you know, drive through on your side by side. And that to me, that's a little piece of heaven right there. Right. <laughs> it was except so... in the middle except in the middle of summer. But yeah. besides that, right. They, <laughs> when I know, was there, did I mention that? <laughs> yeah, you were there. You were here in the worst part of time in the middle of the desert. Now, granted, there are a ton of places in Arizona and I, people uh, always say this, it's so funny. Like there's no mountains in Arizona. Okay, well there are there's a ton of mountains in Arizona. Like half the state is actually cold. The only part that gets a bad rap is the heat in the summertime. So, anyways, you can escape it, but at the same time, yes, there's uh, there's just a ton of stuff to do here. So, and we do love to have our license plates on uh, different offerings. That vehicles. that's just phenomenal. Right. I mean, that's just phenomenal. Okay, moving on, moving on. Yeah. So I mentioned hey, the Ram. So yeah, I'm pretty yeah, sure you have a truck on your list too. Yeah, I have a truck on the list. And my wife will not go for this at this point. <laughs> um, but uh, I want a new Ford Super Duty. And I still am puzzled why they haven't released the 2018s. But I see the 2017s have been out long enough that I'm seeing them everywhere now. Mm. I like the fact they're taller. And of course, I like the fact that they have more power than the one I currently have. And when you tow a trailer with your diesel truck, you can never have too much power. Oh, no. Never. You know, so I would like to have that. And I'm with Casey on this. I, For me specifically, I do want a Lariat <laughs> with the with the five cameras around the entire truck. Yeah. <laughs> plus the camera you can put on the back of your trailer. All right. The, that's right. With the blind spot. Like I would pay the extra money to have that and the, oh, and the tire monitoring system for your trailer. Because that realistically, I tow a trailer with that truck all the time and that's the primary reason I got that truck. So for me having cameras around that would make it even easier to, to maneuver in really tight, tight space, that's worth the money. But as far as like a super platinum 1000 edition, I, I pass, (laughs) I pass. The 1,000 you know. edition that you can option out to over $100,000 now? $100,000. I think it's it's not the platinum, but it's the limited. Yeah, the limited. I think it's called a limited. And and yeah, and on top of that, I know I'm going to offend some people here, but whatever. It's so freaking gaudy. Yeah. I don't need seats that have the word limited stitched in three different colors to where <laughs> when I get in my truck, I mean, yeah, some of it is plush and all, but... I don't need a dedicated limited tailgate section on my on my Ford pickup. I just don't need that. Yeah, I. But uh, apparently, some people need that. I hey, I agree. We're not. I mean, I'm. I still want to hop into it with a pair of jeans that I'm not afraid that my absolutely my pocket knife or something's gonna scratch the leather in the back, you know, and stuff. So, anyways, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm with you. So. Okay, what's our what's our next? So. Uh, we've got the trucks underneath the tree. Actually, the trucks brought the tree to the house. Mm-hmm. I, for me, I was trying to think of trips that I would like to take. Oh, man. Yeah. And I'm going to go first, and then I'm going to totally agree with yours. 
But I would, I would love to go to Moab, to Utah, for a whole week, not on a an intro, not on a schedule, and just be able to explore that whole area. The little bit I've been, to say epic, that's not a word that even comes close to describing Moab. Mm-hmm. It, is, it is a rite of passage in the off-road world to go ride that stuff. And yes, you can get insane stuff, but don't worry everybody else. You can come with no experience and you can ride these big rocks and trails that will not get you in trouble that are just, the scenery is just second to none in the United States. In the United States, it's second to none. Yep. And what a cool little town, you know? It is. It really, it really is. It's just quintessential like American West Yep. The only thing that would make it more American West when you go into Moab was if they had a herd of buffalo, right? <laughs> Running around in the town itself. <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure there's a statue of one somewhere in there that we can find I'm, for you. I'm pretty sure that we saw a statue of a buffalo somewhere. <laughs> or a hotel with the word buffalo in its name. Oh, I'm sure. Or I'm, we can, yeah, well, you don't want any buffalo meat, never mind. But anyways. Well, you, you actually, you I've, might try that. I've had know? buffalo burgers like you, you could buy buffalo ground ground meat now, and it's pretty good. I bet you I, know what I'm sure Moab Diner or one of those yeah. restaurants in there they they've got to have it. No, it's pretty good. I encourage all y'all out there try buffalo at some point. Right. Make a buffalo burger, and if it's cooked right, don't cook it past medium for the record. If it's yeah. cooked right, it's pretty good. Man, I wouldn't be surprised if I start eating burgers for the next week. It just got me all worked up. <laughs> yeah, all frothy for burgers. Yeah. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Yeah, here you go. Put some meat under your tree. And, and, uh, <laughs> That's <man>. right. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, sorry, people. What uh, a disaster. I just, we're, we're uh, oh, you made me laugh so hard I snorted. There you go. See? I'm not. I'm going to leave this in. I'm not going to edit that out. Good. I like it. You know, got to get some real, some realism when we're going to Moab. You know, we're just practicing. That's right. So Okay, okay how about you? Oh, man. So I'm going to... I'm just going to throw this out there that I, I'm like in this mode right now where I really like this whole idea of long distance travel. And I've done some long distance trips in the past, but I'm talking like three days, one or two UTVs, no car, you know, and an ATV and like no outside communication, I think would be rad. So I want to go to Alaska. And I think this is the perfect place to do it because you can get lost in the middle of nowhere. Now, granted, I realized that a pocket knife or something is not going to be big enough because there's a lot of grizzly bears, there's wolves, there's all signs of crap that just want to, not crap, but animals <laughs> that really want... Well, they do crap. So they do crap, yes. And there is lots of crap, crap out there. Yeah, because if you see some fresh crap in Alaska, you best be worried. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, I want, I just, I don't know, I want to go up there. I want to do like my own Iditarod style off-road adventure, you know, of just nice. crazy coolness. And I don't know. I mean, I'm not even sure where. I don't even know how I'm going to do it. But at the end of the day, who cares? Just make it happen, right? Yeah. So, um, you know, and be prepared, obviously. There's going to be a lot more that goes into this trip than, than I even realize at this point. But I like to be naive at some point and, you know, have fun with the idea. So here we go. 2018, um, summer. You know, let's see if there's some leftover snow. When are we Maybe. leaving? Right. I Right? I'm telling you. I'm so, there. I will make sure that because a trip to Alaska, I mean, that would require a big money jar under uh, the tree. So we're going to make that happen. We'll save our pennies for the next, well, 
you know, I'll put what I already have saved and then <laughs> keep saving pennies, you know, for the next couple months. But uh, to go with that, right next to the what's coin your, jar. What's your Instagram handle where they can send you money for this trip? Oh, Air Cordero. Yes. Yes. And it's E-I-R-O yes. at the end, by the way. <laughs> Make checks out to Casey. I know that <laughs> That's right. Oh, man. I take lump sums of money, no problem. But anyways, <laughs> half of it I'll donate to some very good cause to be able to take people on this trip with us, you know? Yeah, me. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Absolutely. Okay. And also do that to go along with that trip. One thing that I actually need to put under the Christmas tree to be able to do this is a couple Rotopax fuel cans. Just as a wide <laughs> open thought, you know, I'm bringing it all for, full circle here. For the record, they did not pay us for this. Right. <laughs> Though that segue was beautiful. Yeah. Uh, well, hey. He really wants Rotopax fuel cans. I need them. Like, you know what? These big UTVs now, they literally eat fuel. I don't sip it anymore. They do. They eat it. So you know, I got to. I gotta have a way to, to get a little bit further here. You've gotta carry fuel. Yeah. You always have to be prepared for that extra situation. Yeah. Part it, of that is carrying fuel. Yeah, and it's a little more difficult to get a UTV to go four hundred miles when you compare it to like a Jeep or something. You know, you got yeah. you got a big you got a big differentiation here. And frankly, a UTV will get it's 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 close. A Jeep's probably a little bit better with their new stuff, especially with the eighteen model that just came out, but same time <laughs> specifically well, hey, you know they've got a new, new smaller engines, and uh, you know they gotta they gotta step up their game with the fuel which economy. seems odd. Like it seems backwards to me when yeah. you say a smaller engine, and then we're talking about that being a good thing. But I get it. I know what you're saying. Yeah, well, the only thing I mean, fuel economy is always good. I'm always nervous about yeah. a turbo going out, you know, in the middle of the desert or something, or middle of the forest or whatever, you know, middle of Alaska. You know, why not? Absolutely. I would not choose a turbo to go to Alaska. I just Absolutely. wouldn't do it. Nope. I'm, I'm with you. I would uh, I would go for either the base model, you know, the, the tried and true engine option that's there that's not turbo. It's just a V6 that I can, you know, find parts at a random auto zone or whatever in the middle of Alaska, you know, or a Timbuktu auto shop, you know. So <laughs> whittle one out of a piece of wood. Yeah. Hey, you know what? I've seen, I've seen literally auto shops spray painted on the side that the, of the name. And I, I love it. Like those are the guys that I feel like know how to work on cars. Some, well, let's put it this way. Eight times out of 10, not nine times, probably. Eight. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> or they think they do. Yeah. Right. So maybe they have a couple wrenches that I could buy. I don't know. Anyways, but if I have that gosh darn race case design toolbox, then I'm not going to need anybody's help. You know, <laughs> I'll duct tape that thing until it won't go anymore. <laughs> okay. So Alaska, so you yeah. would go to Alaska. I'm, I'm going on that trip. I love it. Good. There you go. What else are you going to bring on that trip? I, I think a couple things on your list might be able to come with you. The only other two things that I've put on my list. And of course, if you notice everything on my list are big ticket items, but <laughs> For some reason lately, I've wanted um, one of those SIG P229 Legion 9mm pistols. Oh, man. Two of them, yeah. please. <laughs> All of y'all know what I'm talking about out there. Where you stare at something, you study it, you research it. Like, you know, I would really like to have that thing. I don't know. I probably won't be getting one anytime soon. Uh, except when y'all send us lots of money to put it under our tree. Exactly. That piggy bank's <laughs> But... Uh, for some reason, that I would like to have that. I'm a gun guy to a point. Most all my my long rifles are specific to certain kinds of hunting. I don't have tons and tons of rifles and shotguns. I kind of 
I'm like, okay, I've got a good deer rifle that can also be used for elk. I've got a, a shotgun that's good. So I kind of check that off. Pistols are where I kind of want multiple different pistols, even though I might only carry one or two of them on a regular basis. So it is Texas, of course, so I've got to carry. That's uh, So <laughs> I, I would I love it. to have that under tree, under the tree, and because of its size, it will fit nicely under the tree. There you go. Or in the back of the side-by-side hauling the tree. Perfect. Yes. Did you see what I did there? I did. Yes. That was pretty good. I'm not going to lie. Oh, thanks. (laughs) Okay. What about you? What else? Oh, man. Let's see. One of the last things I've got. Let's see. I've got two more things. I'll go through them real quick here. Uh, I was just in a Bass Pro Shops the other day. And very, very naughty store. Oh, man. It is. Yes. It is very naughty. They probably have my SIG. P229 Legion in there too. I would not doubt it. It was so funny. I took my dog Nala in there and she she doesn't like gunshot you know noises or anything like that. She's yeah. just she's not a fan. So we go and I felt so bad. We went up to the gun the camping and and, and there was a little bit of a there's a, a like a gun range. Um simulated gun range up there, right? So the kids can go up there and and you know shoot. They've just they got a laser that shoots out and stuff. So uh, that was a terrible description, but anyways, you guys know what I'm talking about. So, yeah, we, we went up there, and, and Nala was totally freaked out about the uh, the gun noises and stuff. And so, anyways, we had to come back down. But uh, just to, like up in that camping section, I found that I could find so many different things that I would want to take on this trip to Alaska. So that's my thing: is I really want a massive gift card to Bass Pro Shops, and that will fit in the piggy bank jar under the tree too. By the way, the gift card will. It will fit under the tree. Yes. I have no doubt. Yes. So anyways, uh, I really want one of those. And then I think the last thing I really want, uh, and this is something I'm just going to, it's going to be a gift that I give to myself. And and I don't know. I mean, sometimes... Those are sometimes the very best yeah. gifts you can get. <laughs> I was just going to tell you that. Yeah, it's so funny. Because I, I mean, it's a I, win-win. Just, I was driving the X3, the Maverick X3 around, um, and it's an XRS model. And, and man, I mean, it is... It's so fun in so many ways, but man, Can-Am sets it up for it. Went right from the factory for it's so that it has a really low center of gravity and it won't, uh, it, you know, it gives you a, a really planted non-tippy feeling. Well, that's fine and dandy, but at the same time, man, it is it is so rough over the, the little chop. So like whether you're going over washboard roads or anything like that. Now, I say that. And you can make it astronomically better with a little bit of shock tuning, and you don't even need to buy anything. You just got to know, you know, what to tune on it. So this will be something for a future podcast. But absolutely, I knew I was going to segue into that too. Well done. Yeah, we'll. I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll have, have to, to feature go over it, but that. Yeah, I mean, I am so looking forward to. It. I got it back, and I didn't have time to tune it out there. We were trying to shoot photos and stuff. So, man, I cannot wait to adjust the shocks on this thing. So that is the gift that I am going to give to myself to make it better. And that will will be the gift that keeps on giving the whole time you have the car. Yeah, I don't really know what to say to that, but yes, absolutely, it will be. I know that we're going to get into doing a segment where we answer emails from people that email in questions, mm-hmm. but my wife had a question for you the other day. Yes, shoot. And I've, I got an email uh, for ATV Escape or the ATV and UTV Escape magazine, why we call these side-by-sides cars. Why they're referred to as cars. And Elise is my wife. And she goes, why does, why do you guys, I'm having trouble adjusting you calling them cars. And I was like, it's a California thing. <laughs> um, 
So I'll have Casey tell us as to why that is. If you don't mind, that would be great. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, it's interesting you bring that up. I mean, so technically speaking, it's really, I mean, it's a slang term, right? That we use. Yeah, it is. I mean, it doesn't, I'm not, I'm definitely not going to call them an automobile. And if we were going to go, you know, into why, I mean, basically we can't call them an automobile because in most streets, besides what we mentioned earlier, whether it's Arizona (laughs) or Utah, they're not street legal. So they, you know, and they don't have all the, the safety precautions that an autom- automobile would have. But I think uh, for in a, just a roundabout way, I mean, cars is not only a slang term, but it allows us to have something else besides a side-by-side or a UTV or some, some other kind of referendum, you know, of, of these vehicles. So I don't, I don't have yeah. a great, I don't have a great no, answer, that, but. That makes sense. Yeah. I told her, I told her it's just a slang term yeah. and out where we ride and on the East Coast. That is a very uncommon term, and I have really have received comments like on some of the videos that I do. Right. Well, why'd you call it a car? <laughs> it's not a car. Yeah. Like You're right. It's it's not a car, and I typically don't say that. I just call them machines. Right. This is but a... again, that's slang. That Well, I guess technically it's a machine, but it's slang nonetheless because it's kind of like calling it UTV and side-by-side are interchangeable. Right. To me... I like side by side more because it's more specific. Since a UTV is utilitarian, a lot of UTVs are not utilitarian. Right. So to me, they're all side by sides. But you know, it's just your personal preference. I did get a kick for all you all you listeners out there when I first got to know Casey, and he would say, "Yeah, I got to drive that car," referring to a side by side. And I remember the first time you said it. The first time I heard it, I was like. What is he talking about? That is an odd slang for a side by side. But in where you live, it's not odd at all. That's just what's said. Right. So one of the there best you go, people. Right. And and this is a, another fast comparison for everybody too. But I I started traveling a lot to the East Coast to different intros and that kind of stuff, and I found that a lot of people, whether it's an off road car, whether it's a UTV or side by side, whatever, um, they call them buggies out there. And it's funny to me because a buggy, <laughs> they do. It, do, it makes sense. I like it. You know, I would use the term, but when, where I grew up in the, in the uh, Southwest area, a buggy is not what they would call a buggy. Uh, uh, we call them dune buggies and they're buggies that are made for the sand. You know, they're not made for these crazy, like rock crawling, uh, you know, huge hill climbing, um, you know, competitions and, and uh, stuff that, that they have out there. Dune buggy is is really you know like a, a sand based vehicle. I mean we can call buggies you know we we call it like off road cars um, buggies too that go on the big desert terrain and that kind of stuff. So it's just two different two different ways to describe the same thing. And and one of the first guys that told me that it was so funny. I go to him. I think we were at Brimstone at the time. He's like, yeah, how do you like that new buggy and stuff? I'm going uh, buggy. Oh yeah, okay. I totally. I had to double. I had to think <laughs> twice about the whole thing. You know, because I'm like. I don't see a buggy around here. So anyways, all part of the fun. It, yeah, it's it's always kind of interesting what the sling is for these off-road vehicles, depending on where you are. Yep. Yeah. It's it's definitely uh, regional. Yep. Which I was not expecting that. Yep. I just always assumed I was right. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, but yeah, but I get looked at funny when I say certain things in different areas. Yeah. Kind of like people... I know I have a little bit of a Southern accent, but people expect some thick Texas accent. And I have, I have writers and editors from all over the, 
all, literally all over the world that I've met. And they're like, you're from Texas, but you don't have an accent. I'm like, no, I don't have a thick accent. And I don't personally own cattle, horses, or, or have a bunch of money from oil. I would like all of those things, but just because I come from Dallas doesn't mean I have that stuff. Yeah. Also, I also probably don't have that level of drama. And if you don't get what I mean by that, then and have seen the show from the eighties, then you just don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> but a lot of you will, I think. <laughs> anyway, all right. I love it. So let's move into let's move into um, a new segment on the show before we get into what we're working on, and we'll wrap it up today. What makes you happy? Something we've seen this week that makes us happy. And I, I want to be the first one to dive right into this segment. Go. And it's because the new season, season two of the Grand Tour, was released on Amazon Prime. And I'm as giddy as I can possibly be. And the first episode, I laughed my butt off. I love that show. I'm a huge fan of those guys. And I was watching the like the trailer for the new season. And it was some of the best quotes of Jeremy Clarkson. And if, if you guys don't know Top Gear, the British version and, and the original American version was really, really good with Rutledge and, and Adam and, uh, and Tanner Faust. But the British version with Jeremy Clarkson and Richard Hammond and, and James May, it's the, it was the, it was the most watched cable television show of all time. Yeah. It's a car show. They're always just, they are so funny. And the, in the trailer for this new season, Clarkson said he was in a car that was being hung from a pulley system going across a river. And he makes the statement where he goes, my, <laughs> my anus just opened up like a set of theater curtains. <laughs> and every time I heard that, I just, I was crying. I was laughing so hard. <laughs> I call that a pucker factor. Yes. And I've had many pucker factors riding off-road vehicles. But every time I saw that, I would just die laughing. So the new season has started, and that has made my week. How about it. you? Oh, what, have, what have you seen or heard this week that just makes you happy? Well, okay, so to kick off the new segment, I know you'll agree, and I'll be a softie for a second, but besides our significant others, our puppies, our cats, all that kind of stuff. Oh, nice. Animals. I know. Well I played. Know. Well you played. Know, we got it. That's what makes us happy. It's true. It's uh, true. But, or I should say, and. <laughs> yeah, no but. <laughs> Just and. Yes, and. Totally jacked that one up. But anyways, uh, so we, I think what has definitely made me the most happy this weekend was driving, or this week has been that Maverick X3, man. That, uh. That, that is, would make me happy. Yes, that is a gift. And I wouldn't I'm know about just, that. I'm going to rub it in to you a little bit more, you know, just the fact yes. that it's here and you have to fly out to uh, to be able to drive it. But I actually, it was really funny because I sent Josh a picture of that thing uh, rolling around a berm that I had made. I kind of, it's really fun because I grew up in the motocross and, and uh, in ATV worlds and stuff. And so like making a free ride track is really fun. And I've, we've kind of transferred that over to, being on a, in a UTV and stuff. So we found this untouched berm that was just absolutely amazing in the desert. And uh, we'll have to post it or something one of these days. Yeah, let's put that, if we might just be throwing that up on the show notes for this episode. Yeah, it's it's a it's a cool shot. One of our uh, our guys here, Brandon, he, he shot an amazing photo of it um, and stuff. So anyways, just, just super fun. The wall of dirt behind this thing 
is like it's like two x3s tall and and just i don't even know i was throwing it in sideways one way it was whipping back around the other way and just it's totally under control but absolutely just put a huge smile on my face at that time and the sun was going down and you know anyways so yes i know grand tour i did watch the first episode i'm totally gonna agree with you that it is awesome that it is back on but there is nothing like being able to drive one of these cars so there you yeah, go. Yeah, I guess not. There's guess the last not. wrench so, in, your, um, in your spine right there. <laughs> Can-Am, I want an X3 demo car. Oh, there you go. Uh, specifically, the uh, XCRS with the Smart Lock technology. There you go. Good. That's the right name for it, right? You said the XCRS? Uh, Is no, that it's right? The RC. It's the R, uh, yeah, RC version. You want the rock crawler version, right? No, no, no! I want the really, really, really fast version with on the the oh. sixty four inch. I don't want the seventy two inch. Okay. Uh, the sixty four inch, the the one seventy two horsepower, the there one we go. talked about in the last episode that also comes with the new smart smart lock yes. technology. Yep, there that's you go. the one I want. There you go. I love it. Cool. Let's oh. wrap. Let's wrap it up um, with things we're currently working on right now. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Go. Oh, me. Oh, okay. Yeah, you go. All right, you go. Fine. I'll take it. Uh, so just got back. Uh, obviously, we've been talking about the X3 that uh, we're shooting photos of. We've also been shooting photos of the Polaris Razor XP4 seat turbo dynamics edition. So that you know, review is going to run. We're fans of the dynamics. It is, yes. It is growing on me. The I will tell you guys that the four seat version is really where the dynamics technology shines. Um, after driving it now here quite a bit that is that is uh but it's definitely my favorite version out of the two and four seat so uh working on that because that's going to be in the january issue we're also uh working on the 2018 race season preview and uh that will also be in the january issue and then i'm i'm uh gonna venture north here pretty soon so i'm working on that trip and uh, might swing a leg over a snowmobile as well which i'm really excited about that sounds naughty. Yeah, I, I'm looking forward to uh, getting in the cold. I know a lot of people don't like the cold, but man, I love I love snowmobiling. So I hope everybody gets to experience <laughs> it at least one time in their life because it is something. It's it's just another like it's just a it's crazy. It's crazy. So super fun. And just for the record, how would we subscribe to UTV Sports Magazine? Oh man, you just got to go online UTVSportsMag.com. It's got a nice little pop-up window there that uh, says, hey, can I get your name and email? And then you say yes, and you just type in your name and email, and you say submit, and I send you an email once a week, and you're all good to go. Yeah. Cool, cool. Yeah. I just thought I thought it was time to throw that out. No, I appreciate that. Yeah, that's always good. I think I think it's relatively the same for ATV Escape, right? Yeah, it is just atvescape.com slash subscribe. Perfect. Is, is it. But... uh. I'll, I'll just say, as as I say what I'm working on, Casey does a great job. Don't thank me on the air. Does a great job with that magazine. It's a great read. I hope all you guys take a minute to subscribe. I mean, it is free. And he writes a great editor's column in there. Because <laughs> let's face it, we all love you. Okay, moving on. Enough sappiness. Enough sappiness. Let's go on to, oh, what I'm working on. Yeah. And I'm working on the January-February issue of uh, ATV and UTV Escape Mag magazine. I'm having the opportunity to spend some time on a Yamaha Grizzly. 
I wanted the Grizzly after thinking about what big bore I would choose. I was like, you know what? I'm going to request a, a Grizzly 700. I'll review that. Also working on the video of that. And also the Stampede. I've had a Stampede uh, demo for a while. And I'm going to do a write-up and a review on that. Working on the video for that. You guys could see I'm really working on the videos. Yeah. Also, we get to see your face more. Yeah. Yes, because that's what we need. We do. On the, I'm finishing up the video on the Wolverine X4. And I'm also working on a video, as in I'm editing the video. I did a very high-end video review of the YXC-1000R SS SE version. That's a mouthful. In the red and black, which to me is the best looking pure sport side by side on the market, bar none. I will say the new Can Am X3 and the 900, that red is pretty friggin' awesome. Yeah. But the the black and red on the YXE 1000R is just as naughty as naughty can be on a side by side. And I did a video of that, and so I'm editing that. And I've got to say, I hope you guys go to YouTube to just the ATV escape channel and subscribe because that video has some pretty, pretty fantastic shots that I will say I'm pretty proud of Nice to get those. It just looks cool. And I just like cool looking stuff when it comes to videos. So yeah, anyway, that's what I'm working on. I love it. You showed me a couple tidbits of that and I'm very looking forward to seeing that as well. So yeah. I'm looking fun. forward to being, you know, completed and, and, <laughs> and done, yeah. but but yeah, it's I'm excited about that. Yeah. As as you guys could tell by listening to my voice. Right. Anyway, um well that wraps really that that wraps us up for this episode. We'll pick the news back up uh episode 5 coming up in the next couple of weeks. We're going to kind of do an an end of year best of 2017 look back machines and trips and gear and just fun stuff to wrap up 2017. I can't believe I'm saying that, that we're wrapping up 2017. Uh, But that'll be in the next episode. And before I forget to say it, we appreciate you guys listening, but absolutely positively Merry Christmas. Yes. I love this time of the year. And again, I can't believe it's Christmas already. So Merry Christmas to y'all. And I hope all of y'all have an incredible holiday, spending time with your family and friends. I couldn't have said it. And there you go. Yeah. No, I couldn't have said any better, man. We're looking forward to swinging in the new year with 2018 with everybody. And definitely, uh, like Josh said, uh, just have a wonderful holiday season. That's for sure. And we will catch you on the next episode.